Welcome to the Loyals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, back at it uh, for another freewheeling discussion. Uh, the topic of the day in the San Diego soccer community is the looming expansion of MLS in San Diego. Um, I have shaken the eight ball, read the tea leaves, and uh, sent the smoke signals. All signs point to MLS expanding into San Diego. Um on the heels of uh, reporting and in, in the Union Tribune, uh, my former colleague, Mark Ziegler, who has been really the only uh, working journalist to actually be on top of the story and bringing new information up. Uh, I think if you've seen other MLS stories, uh, you know, rehashing Don Garber quotes, nobody has brought any new information since Ziegler's or earlier article in the fall. And then this one that came out this weekend. Um, now, to get into it, I'm going to introduce, uh, once again, joining us, um, our producer, John Cross. John, how are you? Uh, thank you. I'm, uh, I think I'm ready for this talk. I know, I know. I'm, I'm raring to go. Um, also joining us, uh, Max Bristow. Max, uh, good to see you again. Good to see you too. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It should be, uh, it should be an interesting discussion. So I know we have. Uh, can can uh, I stop a... you? We we do have another guest ready to come on. Our president, if you're ready to bring him on here. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> All right, so let's go. We'll bring him on, and then because uh, we just we you know just what? got let's him back a, on let's with let us. Him, let's let him marinate backstage because you know what? It was one minute late. Okay, <laughs> it's throwing us off. I'm in. I'm into like I'm into my second hands counting my flubs. So yeah, he can he can stew backstage uh, while I exercise uh, some power, soft power. No, just bring him on, bring him on. <laughs> I was Steve. ready. I was I was ready for my penance. I, I was ready. <laughs> uh, also joining us is of course locals president Steve Rockoff. Steve, how are you today? Ooh, um, I've been better. I'll say that, but um, yeah, I, I'd say I'm ready for the conversation for sure. It it, it needs to be had and. Um, I think that it's a conversation I've been having for four days now, and I probably will continue to have for the another, next four days. But, um, you know, it, it's necessary. It's it's a it, it, okay. it's developing our lives. Yeah. Before I want, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to just humor me for a moment before we really get into the depths of our feelings on this topic. I want to ask Max um, as a a a person um, who maybe recently celebrated the coronation of a new monarch um, who has watched a lot of professional football on that continent. When you look at the MLS, not specific to San Diego or, or our expansion, the product major league soccer, what are your, what is bums breakdown of MLS as a professional soccer league? I'll be honest. It's very tough for me to watch it right now. Partly due to the whole Apple TV situation, um, but I, I think the the best way to, for me to describe it, as far as how it, I compare it to, for me, I go to basketball as more of an American kind of kind of link here. That I love to watch college basketball, very end to end, kind of um, a lot more open. Kind of you never know who's going to win the game. I compare MLS almost to the NBA as far as a, a, a cleaner product but not as exciting and not as interesting to watch. Um, they've got the big names in the league. 
Um, but honestly, the kind of community, the fandom really isn't there. And I think more so it's more it's, it's a franchise um, and not community in a club. Um, and I think always having that kind of lingering thing over you, possibly moving a franchise to a new city, moving to a new area. Um, in Europe and England, that seems unheard of, bar obviously MK Dons and Wimbledon. Um, but it very much seems like it's a, it's a franchise. It's a kind of a, it's a money-making machine. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm not going to touch on promotion and relegation, um, but it, again, it, it's, a, it's a paid league to be a part of. And it's, it's more so just about the, the actual brand and what it is and not so um, what really makes a club is the community, everything else behind it. Um, I don't believe it's there truly with the MLS. It's like it's about the league more than the the teams, like like the NFL. Whereas you might wear the logo or whatever, but you're you're watching the NFL. Like you're an NFL fan. It seems MLS is is similar in that vein. Well, you you look at the the president, or was it Don Garber said recently regarding the U.S. Open Cup, and he said that he didn't care that the U.S. Open Cup wasn't getting many people watching or getting many fans watching it, um, because he thought that with the kind of the broadcast and the teams playing, it didn't look good on the MLS, um, that it was kind of lower quality of the broadcast and the teams too, um, and I think that's why the promotion and relegation doesn't make sense for the MLS too, is that they want to make money, they want to kind of look at this product and sell it onto other people. Um, and they want this kind of facade of being this elite league, whereas I see the USL as kind of some obscure little league that kind of makes them look bad, honestly. <laughs> um, Steve, I want to ask you um, about, and I, I don't know how much uh, you're ready to to talk about on the podcast, but um, I know you might have a little bit of information that um, maybe lifts a little fog around the fog of war that we're in, uh, you know, the early stages of this battle. Um, you have been further along the map in the game and uh, cleared some areas out. Um, what can you tell us about uh, what you, what you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, just to be full transparency, there's a lot I do know that isn't public. So I do need to tread carefully here. I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything from anybody. Um, but except as far audience. as just to be clear, except our audience right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Another bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, as far as what I do know, and I will preface that I've had zero contact with any of the MLS people. So I know nothing from their perspective. All I know is what I'm told from the club and from the, a few other people that, you know, are maybe connected, but, um, I, I, I trust them, but I don't, you know, usually it's like two sources that you got to confirm to really like trust information. And, and I, um, I don't have that. So I, I really only can talk about what I've heard from loyal. Um, and what I've heard from, like I said, those couple people, but, um, yeah, I mean, just digging right in. Um, I know that talks were going really well for a long time. Um, the things were looking great, you know, loyal really wanted to partner with this, the, these MLS guys, um, and the MLS guys seem to want to partner back. It seemed to be a really good symbiotic, you know, hey, we value you guys, you value us. And then in the last, like, maybe month-ish, it just seemed to kind of take a take a south turn. Um, and I don't know why, um, but I do know that, you know, the club values, the club is in loyal values themselves at a certain value. Like, they've done the work for four years. They's, they've you know, I, I don't think it's a secret that they don't make money. So they've lost money for four years and they've built this community. You know, it's like it's like when you build a when you build a multi-story home or a skyscraper, you got to dig down to build a foundation. Right. So you got to take a little bit of a loss 
to build the foundation. And that's what they've done. And then in the past couple months, you know, when they started talking about, you know, evaluation and they started talking about how, how might this go about? It was, you know, I, from what I was told, there was no offer made from the MLS team or MLS side too loyal to acquire them. And I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I trust the people from loyal who I'm hearing this from. Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't heard the other side. And I think that that's something that's fair enough that I should say that uh, this is coming from one side. But um, Lo- and Loyal was very open to it. Loyal very much wanted this to happen. Um, and, and they came to the table with a you know fair offer uh, and they were willing to negotiate. And it, from the other side, it just seemed like that wasn't um, that wasn't something that was um, in good faith come come back on the other side. So. Again, this is just all what I'm told on, on one side. I, I hope to hear the other side of the story and then, you know, come on this podcast and tell it if, if that's the case. Um, but I don't think Loyal shut the door completely. I don't think that it's something that they um, are, you know, completely off the table with. Um, I, I think that they're, you know, but they're, they're going to, it is what it is at this point. You know, there's, there's only so much that they can do to continue to go forward and, 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 um, it, 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 it sucks. It, it, it sucks. Right. I mean, we are all sitting here kind of knowing what's, what's, what, what this might mean. Um, I know that they're, they are going to keep trying, you know, they're going to, they're going to keep going forward. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to do what they can, but I, I, I'm just sitting here like it's, it's a, it's a tall task. And um, I, I don't know what, um, I, I don't know what that means um, going forward. And I, I hope to have some more, some more information. I hope to have, you know, some, I know there's a season ticket member call tomorrow. Um, and I think that this will obviously dominate that topic as well. Um, it just seems like there's a, there's a lot more to be told from, from the other side. And I, I, I'm kind of disappointed and I, I admit a little sad and a little um, kind of perturbed that I haven't really had a, any contact from the MLS side here. Well, I, w- um, I want to, I'm going to jump in because, Sure. Not just you. Um, even and and I, I mentioned uh, opening the show that I, I think Mark Ziegler at the UT has really uh, been the breaker of news in this area. Every, you know, every time Don Garber opens his mouth, a bunch of people write a story. But there's been no news except for these really these two pieces in the UT that push this thing forward. And the latest, which came out this weekend, uh, you know, Ziegler is quoting. I mean, he's not really quoting anybody. It's it's people telling him, but we have not heard from MLS about this. Everything that we're getting is basically yeah. coming through um, through the UT as far as specifics, right? Um, so, an announcement potentially very soon with uh, MLS, yeah. um, like day weeks, if not days. Uh, are you are you hearing that? Yeah, something along those lines. Um, I've heard a couple dates, but I, I I don't know if they're solid enough to say anything. But yeah, um, I would I would agree with the words you said. They're weeks, um, weeks time frame for something kind of coming out. Um, yeah, it's it's just innately disappointing that at least the way it's going right now. I mean, this is all current information that I have. Things can could change, um, but it's just it seemed like. Things were going well. I was so optimistic. I think everybody was really optimistic. Things were lining up, and then I don't, I don't, I don't have the story about if this, if something changed, if there was a tone change, or um, if decisions were made one way or the other. I, I don't know the details, but it seemed like things fell apart 
they and, realized uh, RSG was in the worst too way hardcore possible. for MLS. They were like, "Whoa, wait a second." It's the what cult. was that? What was that word? It's the cult. Uh, it's the cult hooligans. Yeah, that word that you <laughs> used in Orange County. We had to get on the PA. Oh yeah, uh, this ain't happening. Um, so. And, and and I do want to loop Max and, and John in here um, uh, quickly. I, I just wanted to make sure we got all of the uh, information you might be privy to or, or willing to, uh, uh, you know, divulge here. Um, let me let me let me get John. In. I know we haven't haven't heard from you in, in a little bit. Uh, John, where where are you at um, on on this whole this whole thing? Uh well. I mean, I've had roller coaster of emotions, I think, of different things and different times. But what it always comes back to for me, and this is, I know, I guess I should back up just a little bit as I've told this story before, but I've been wanting an outdoor men's team here for most of my life. And I have not followed other teams in other places because it wasn't a San Diego team. And then I was part of the Soccer City thing wanted to get that happen and have MLS come here. And then the oil happened immediately, like kind of in the ashes of the soccer city, this happened. And uh, it has, but two things have happened simultaneously. My experience with this club that we have, the oil and the supporter group, the locals have far exceeded even my wildest ambitions for what it would be like supporting a team in San Diego. It's these have been some of the most enjoyable four years of my soccer experience of my entire life. And I, I am not ready to give this up in, in any way. Um, at the same time, my distaste for major league soccer has grown exponentially. Um, I, I am in a totally different place than I was in 2016, 2017, you know, that, that time frame. And if I don't know where they're going to stand, but if it came time for me to choose and both teams were going to exist at the same time, it's a no brainer for me. I, I will have nothing to do with that MLS team. I will, I would support this loyal team if USL still, you know, they go forward with their internal promotion relegation and they go down to League One for some reason, get relegated, I will still be in the front row of the supporter section supporting this team. There's something different about this team and supporting it from my, from my experience and the way I enjoy being part of a supporters group and a community that is far more important than what level we play at. I wouldn't have said that a different time in my life. I wouldn't have either. But but I would say that now. And right. I 100% would. I mean, if Loyal chooses to stay, if they choose to be part of this team and move up, that's something I'll have to think about. But if they choose to go their own route while this MLS team comes in, it, it's a no-brainer for me. So I, I want to... Um, I, I, one thing about the MLS topic is that it's actually very interesting, and it's why, like, I think this lounge is a great place to talk about it because uh, there's so many aspects to it. There's the supporter group aspect, which we are all deeply invested in, um, and then there's this other aspect about the greater state of soccer in San Diego. So, along with an MLS club, comes a professional MLS academy. You now have 
a pipeline for local players to develop in an academy system and not have to go move to Salt Lake City or Austin, um, which are the MLS clubs that I've personally seen, you know, recruiting kids away from the club. My <laughs> kid plays for um, RSL and Austin seems to be uh, who actively recruit and, and snatch kids out of San Diego who otherwise might stay home and have those opportunities here. Uh, opportunities that right now do not exist. Um, the best you can hope for is getting plucked up into loyal select, which is a, not really an open tryout process. It is, it is literally a select team. Um, but unless you are one of the top players at your club, there's really just, you know, you do not have um, that kind of pathway. Um, but I want to bring on somebody right now uh, from locals leadership. Uh, this guy, let me talk about Jason Rotliff real quick. Okay. Not only does he correct me in the chat uh, constantly, which I actually appreciate because I'm wrong so much, <laughs> but Jason is actually a supporter of a, an MLS club. Uh, on the East Coast, the 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 unions, the union, uh, the unions of Philadelphia, uh, I think is what they're called. Of the um, oh, Jason, are you are you speaking to us through some sort of uh, uh, like <laughs> like uh, like uh, Scott Weiland and Stone Temple Pilots? Uh, the the, the you... is that what I hear? When I hear it back, I hear myself better than the guys on like the, the game. Oh, now you sound on the game. You, you, you sound good okay. now. All right. <laughs> Uh, I, okay, I, okay. I blame the MLS. public school system and their laptops. Tell me about MLS, <laughs> give to your MLS fandom and how you are uh, processing how I've, today's I've had, Yeah, you know, I've had two feet in since the beginning of Loyal, uh, one foot in, in, in each side, and everything I've ever seen about MLS sucks. Um, I mean... There's really not like I, I'm not saying you can if you want to scroll back through my tens of thousands of tweets, you can see me saying how much MLS sucks for the last ten years that I've been following Union. Um, I've been uh, doing that actually. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> trying not to like it, any of them. I don't want to tip you off that I'm. It's the, yeah, you got to careful not to double tap right now. I'm, I'm careful not to double tap. Um, but there's it, it's it's. You, let's say I lean left, right, when it comes to my political whatever, right? Um, so I have a healthy distrust of anyone who's hoarding money to begin with. Um, it's a business, man. And I've seen it a lot the last couple of days. Kevin Karate, I think, has been uh, really um, out there on the interwebs kind of bang, banging the drum for um, for loyal for us, for for against MLS and calling it the Walmart of soccer, which like on the surface is like kind of funny. But if you remember when Walmart came in, now they're pretty much entrenched, but they just came in and took over every mom and pop shop in every little town in America. I remember when it happened to my little quaint American town, Quaker town, Pennsylvania, right? Like Walmart was coming in and the signs five and dime, which was still is still around. Somehow they survived. But like the model shop and the baseball card shop and the the little place where you would get your groceries, like these places all said, no, Walmart is going to wipe us out. Like they're going to come in here, promise you all this stuff, do everything cheaper and crappier 
you know, our people are going to, the people who work there are going to end up on food stamps. And all of that came true, right? But we had this big, shiny Walmart that everybody was so excited for. And then it turned out it was Walmart. And that's what MLS is. Like, they're, they, that's what, and not necessarily what they've always done, right? People are like, well, the Sounders and the Timbers were in USL and they were brought up. It's like, yeah, that was what, like a lifetime ago, right? It was before we had elected Obama as president. Like, that's not relevant. Um, the last ones that you look at, <clears throat> they've gone into places where there were teams and they've squashed them. You look around at MLS, you look at the earthquakes, you know, this, it, it's just an owner who's use, who can't fail and is just using it as whatever he's using it as. I don't know if it's a slush fund or I don't know how tax havens work, but like, you know, he's sinking allegedly. money into this. He's not trying, he's not trying to, allegedly, he's not, they're not trying to win. They're not competitive. No one cares. And it doesn't matter. Like th- that could very easily be here. Even in Miami where they, you know, Beckham came in and dropped his team because it was part of his deal to come over here. They're talking about, you know, oh, well, all the teams are going to pay Messi. They already do. This is a franchise. They are, they are, they are Chick-fil-A's. They are McDonald's's. Yes, they are in your neighborhood, but they are the corporate McDonald's. Everyone paid Beckham when he came over. They put it into a pot because they wanted Beckham here. And what they do, they gave him a team. Like, it's not your team. There's nothing Philadelphia, and they play in Chester, about the Philadelphia Union. Like, you know, like, why are we trying? Well, like, we, can, we can't get in. We can't get in. You can't get in because no one cares. You just dropped yourself there. And even there, the, you know, the Sons of Ben really did want a team. But to be honest, that was a bunch of Irish dudes, of American Irish dudes, who wanted a soccer team and maybe I'll like, 50, like 30, right, 30 or 40 of these guys, right, who brought it in. They wanted it. And it took forever. They just started selling out their stadium. They've been a team for 12 years. And they still don't sell out every game. You know, they're in a small stadium in the middle, middle of nowhere. They made promises, promises, promises to the city of Chester, which the city of Chester is – there's nothing comparable in the city of San Diego, <laughs> okay? Like, it's economically and – socially there's nothing here right like you you have to point to a tv show to be like it's like the wire right like you have to point to something that probably no one in san diego has experienced to understand what chester is what they were promised right like oh you're nothing you're trash but we're gonna put this big stadium there it's gonna be great for you we're gonna bring in all this but they didn't they left their offices somewhere fancy they never moved them in there. They still haven't paved the parking lots. It's been 12 years. These people just come in to make money and lie. <laughs> they just are there. It's a business. They're there to make money. They don't care about you. Like, we see it all the time. Look at the galaxy, right? Chris Klein should have been fired months ago. Months ago. He shouldn't have started this season. But because of whatever, whatever he's got on whomever, there has to be a boycott. You look at at, uh, Portland, right? Their owners, they need them out because they have sexual assault problems in their women's team because they own both, right? Everywhere you look, the earthquakes aren't trying. No one cares about Miami. Um, Austin is a guy who tried to kill Columbus, and now they gave him his own team anyway. It's garbage, 
It's garbage. And this, like, MLS is our chance. Soccer in the U.S. is the proletariat's chance to do it right. Like, oh, but Jason, I want to ask you because I saw on Twitter somebody said, Hey, Loyal's minor league. This is major league. What do you say to that? So, I didn't know this was going to be Andrew tries to piss me. I thought I was going to be talking you off a ledge here. <laughs> and you're getting me all I'll up over here. What I would say is, what's wrong with that? Like, setting aside the fact that it's wrong, what's wrong with having civic pride in anything? And again, something you can be a part of. I think about the minor league teams. That is Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading, Pennsylvania having the AA affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies is their identity. There's nothing else about Reading. Now, I know that San Diego doesn't want to be compared to Reading because we've got Mayor Todd Gloria and his big city energy, right? But I actually moved to San Diego and stayed here because it's not a big city. I don't feel like I'm going to get, like wiped out like i do walking through the streets of new york like it's not a big city yeah, as long and as that's okay i don't know yeah. why there's this like and it's, as it's getting bigger you see people be like oh too trafficy well yeah you wanted to be a big city and now you are and it sucks like there are good things about being a small town about having civic pride right and why can't we be proud of the law lo- of loyal why can't Lake Elsinore be proud of the storm? That can be our thing. Why does it have to be some shiny thing that like moths to the flame we all just march into? Now, that being said, would I like if Loyal was brought up? Sure, because that's what we see around the, the, country, the world, right? Like where Max is from. Now, Max can tell you. Got a new king, by the way. Yeah, congratulations, man. <laughs> um, it's been a while. Um, but, you know, Max will tell you, and people were saying in the Discord today, you've got Millwall in the same town as Premier League teams, and you don't have people wearing two jerseys. People are like, well, why don't you just support them both? You can support them both. Yeah, okay. I could support Everton and Liverpool, but do I look like a doofus? Like, you're not going to do that. That's not going to happen. For people who are supporters, for people who really care, maybe so I, I like what you what you say, and I want to I want to bring the conversation back to supporters specifically because I think you made a lot of great points about economics and culture when it comes to these MLS franchises. But I want to um, ask Steve specifically. One thing that I keep thinking about is the work that you, uh, Jerry, and Drew. And um, I know I'm leaving people off. Um, Daryl. Daryl. Speaking of from John's uh, excellent series um, of the forming of the, the locals, which is required viewing. I think that should be uh, required before people get in the Discord. But um, we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> uh, but all of the things done to start a supporter group and all the work involved, um, whatever happens with Loyal, somebody somewhere is going to do that for this hypothetical San Diego FC. Tell, talk about the conflict about, like, you would want that to be us, right? Like, how do we uh, parse these feelings, this loyalty with this knowledge that there is going to be a huge supporter group for an MLS club and, and the desire to be part of that too? Like, how do yeah. we navigate this 
I mean, Andrew, it's like, it's like you're a journalist or something, you know, you're asking the <laughs> questions. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, that's, that's like the whole dilemma, right? I mean, you start this whole, this whole thing four or five years ago. Um, and even before that, like John mentioned, this whole soccer city dream. Um, really, this has been a dream since 2016, something like that. January, 2017, I think soccer city was first announced. Um, but sometimes 2016, we got some rumors and inklings and, you know, you start thinking about this, you start dreaming about, man, we could have an MLS team and a supporters group for MLS. Like how cool, like, you know, of course you use the the good examples in your head, you know, Portland and Seattle and, you know, Atlanta, you use all those really, you know, amazing examples in your head about this, that could be us. And it, you know, as of a couple months ago, I would have agreed with you. That could have been us. Like, you know, you guys, I, I, I'll answer your question, but I, I'll digress a little bit to what, you know, Jason was saying about Portland and Seattle. Like, I feel like that could that that could be San Diego like so easily because Portland and Seattle had USL clubs and then they developed into MLS clubs because they had their history they carried their history with them that's not looking like what's going to happen here and that's really sad right so that that like that's that's like you you could have had that and that's not happening and that's what's so frustrating but to answer your question yeah that's like the whole dilemma right i mean you start this whole thing and you go, Oh, you know, I want that one day. And of course you, you go, okay, well, what we're, we're USL and I, I love where we are now. And honestly, like John said, I'm the same place. I, I am so happy. I think I could do this. I, I, when I started this, I would have said, okay, well USL, you know, yeah, cool. But you know, I think the real thing is eventually this becomes a bigger, big enough to really get, you know, like a Cincinnati situation where you can't get ignored anymore and you, you like demand to go to MLS. And yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe not. But the point is, you know, here we are going, man, that was, this was the thing that we wanted. And now that this is all falling apart, what do we do? Like, what do I do? How do I, you know, everybody's like looking to me for, for answers and stuff. And I don't even know what I want. Like I'm confused. <laughs> I'm juggling 50 different emotions. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm, I, I'm, I, I feel ignored. I feel so taken advantage of. Um, and I, I'm sitting here going, I don't know. I don't, how am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to do next? You know? So like, yeah, it's, it's really sucks that, that yeah, there, there, there's going to be supportive groups for this new MLS team. And is it going to be locals? Hell, I don't know. I mean, full transparency, we have a leadership meeting tomorrow night and that's just like, all we're going to talk about is what's our, what's next. What, who are we like, what are, what are we, you know, let's define, define who we are again. You know, like we knew who we were and now that things, the whole situation is changing, like we're, this is going to have to happen again. And what does that mean for our future? Because there's a, there's a lot of people here that are going to go, man, F MLS, F them. I never want to support them. I never want to go into a game, but, but there's going to be a lot of our members that are going to go, I, you know, I want that to be us. That was our dream. And I'm sitting here going, man, I see both sides and I, I don't know what to do. So I, 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 yeah, it's really hard for me to sit here and stomach that, that, that there's going to be another group. There's going to be other people that step up. And yeah, it's, it's also me sitting here going, where, where have you been? But, you know, that's besides the point. But John, you had your hand up. I want to go to you next. Oh, no, I was just saying, I'm that person. <laughs> Thank yeah. you were saying. I just, if, if the choice for me is between losing what we've built for four years to have Division one status, elite MLS or whatever, that's not worth the trade-off for me. Having if if staying in USL means keeping the community that we've built and we can continue to build this team and grow this team, 
And I know there was a comment earlier, um, and I've seen other comments where people have said, well, if oil try to go their own, they're, they're just going to die off. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's true. But just to pull up an MLS example, no one thought the crew would be able to save a team in their city when Precourt pulled his shit. So I, there's enough passionate people in here that I don't, I, I would, I would love love to be here to see the day in 2025 where there's an MLS team and a loyal team and the loyal team outdraws the MLS team because as soon as you know it depends who they get for fans if they're getting a lot of casual fans as soon as things go sideways or it's not the shiny object anymore it's going to be like all these other MLS teams that we see that pull yeah. low thousands into their stadia for matches Again, I would rather take the passion and the energy that we have and continue to grow this team and, and see where that takes us. If, if that's the trade-off I have to make, I'm loyal till I die. I couldn't agree more. I I know. I I feel like this is um, just in our conversations and I want to read a few comments from the chat because, um, you know, I want to involve people in this conversation. I think everybody is, uh, feeling this stuff right now um so um, the chat's I, on fire you guys really are he's gonna highlight a couple but these, i mean these are, are uh um i don't know your youtube names i don't know who your real name is but uh kid trillion says uh loyal won me over as a fan um and re-sparked my passion for this game and earned my money that doesn't just transfer over to mls just because it's in san diego i think a lot of people feel that way um uh you know Sean says, uh, if Loyal is able to survive in USL in an MLS market, think about what that could mean for soccer in this country, especially if USL adopts pro-rel within its leagues in the future. And and I mentioned this is multifaceted. I mentioned the youth academy and, and the supporter part. But here's the, another facet is it's re-sparked this conversation about pro-rel, which, um, gosh, I mean, I don't know how much time we have tonight, but yeah. that's a whole other other thing um dylan says uh, i've yearned to have a club i could call my own for a long time and now that i have a real community i wouldn't trade it for anything um two balls i know i know two balls i know tony and, and chiva and and alan i know y'all talked about this uh last night because i listened and i was in your chat and you read my comments so i will read yours um some same way for us we don't want to we don't want the sanctity of the sport and the people to not be perverted and taken care of. So if there's another group that starts a soccer pod around, we have to have a talk. Now, this is something very interesting because <laughs> there are a number of loyal podcasts. Now, this is a very niche, um, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, obviously you're a podcast person. But, okay, if we, if, if loyal, a USL club, small potatoes, quote-unquote minor league, can spawn like five podcasts, right? What's going to happen when uh, generic FC lands at Snapdragon? How many, how many podcasts are we going to have? What's the over under? I say <laughs> over under 10. Uh, and I'll just go around. I want to have a little bit of fun. Max, um, you host a podcast, uh, a show over under more or less than 10 podcasts bring up for a, a San Diego MLS team. Oh, easily ten. I'm I'm chucking my house on that every day of the week. John, what do you think? More or less than ten podcasts for an MLS team. Hmm. I 
we're saying like a stable podcast, right? Not someone who just goes around and does a couple episodes and drops out. We're we're saying like a, it sticks around. It depends on how many there end up being. But... <laughs> I, well, I, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I, I'm going to say most of our passionate people are are with loyal right now. God, you know, I okay. Let's let's hold that. I, 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 I like that. I, I think that's good, Steve. More or fewer than ten uh, MLS local podcasts. Uh, before before I answer that question, I want to say rest in peace to Fairweather Pod. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would I agree with that. John. I was going to ask the same question. If it's like I say, I say more up front. I'd say more for the first six months, and then less long term. Jason, I'm going to say way over because I think everyone in San Diego thinks that they are self-important and everyone wants to hear their MLS. <laughs> so um, hey, we started this. What does that say about us? Be, <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to have 10 in North Park alone. Uh, and then from uh, probably not out here with me and Santi, but definitely North Park itself is going to be the podcast hub of MLS, which actually I'm turning. We're all, they're actually turning us into hipsters now. Because we're going to be those people who are supporting the lower club, and we think that we're cool because it's been we've been there since it's, day it's one. Like they've done this thing. to us. It's going to be a whole thing. They've done this to us. John, you said something, and and I want to bring this back because it's interesting. And I I don't. I mean, I would I, I I would think it's true, but I don't know. You said that all of the hardcore like soccer people are already involved with loyal and with us. I don't know if that's true. I, and, and I, I mean, there is our casual fans who I, I was talking with a guy on Twitter today who, who made a comment like, I've never been to the loyal, but you know, if MLS comes here, I'm going to go to games. Like, and, and he later said that he, he was definitely more of a casual type of fan, but I feel like there are a lot of fans of maybe Spanish teams, fans of Mexican teams, fans of English teams who, just looked at USL and looked at loyal as Mickey mouse stuff. And maybe when MLS lands, they're going to turn all of their passion on for that. I don't know who those people are, if they're out there, but I, it's not hard to imagine that scenario. If, if, if snapdragons North or South end, whichever the supporters sit on, uh, it ends up looking like uh uh you know providence park and timbers army um that's going to be a lot of passionate people and certainly a lot more than we see in torero i would i i do not doubt if a team comes and when it starts up it might not be much different than st louis right now that we're seeing in Mm -hmm. major league soccer because it's new Right. And, and there will absolutely be supporter groups that start. I mean, I, I think to think otherwise is, is foolish. There will be people who will come out to watch Major League Soccer because it is first division. But I'd actually like to ask, ask Max, you know, coming from England, since we do have a lot of expats here, um, if, if they saw, if the loyal continued to exist with a strong, passionate fan base and a team that was really about the community versus... Well, I don't know. It's really hard to know what the MLS doing. I'm, my my judgment is totally clouded because I see a plastic fan base that you know couldn't be bothered to come out until it was MLS. You know, so I'm my I know my biases are showing here, but I'm with you. Um, by the way, I I would be interested to see what if they saw these two groups who 
some of other diehard soccer people might gravitate toward? Will they gravitate toward the team that's in the highest division? Or will they gravitate towards the team that has a strong connection to the community? I think that's ultimately what the the, the question will be and how people feel. Because I think there's an awful lot of soccer fans and San Diego fans, people who like living here, that that connection to the community is a huge piece. And that's that's stronger than just being in the top division. It, I don't know. A, Max, yeah, I'd be interested it, it, to get yeah. your take. It's a tough one. I mean, my, my local team, Exeter City, you currently right now are in League One. And I think people go on about England as far as promotion, relegation. That's why I support the team. My team will never go beyond League One into the championship. They purely don't have the means. They're one of the only fan-owned clubs um, in the whole of England and in Europe too. And they they just can't go that far. So the whole idea of kind of, I'm supporting this team because they may get to the premiership or the, the, the top league isn't there because they support the team because it's a community. They love the team as a whole. Um, and I think if you go around and ask yourselves why you support certain teams, maybe because they're a good team and, and whatnot, but for the most part, it's because of what that team, what they offer, what they are as a community as a whole. Um, and that's why you support the team. I mean, you look at kind of people who support teams in America, plenty of guys support Everton. Um, they're never going to win anything. Um, you look at kind of guys who support Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, whenever they have won anything. Um, and I'm not targeting certain teams here, but um, there's a lot more reason to support a team other than being in the, the top division, in the top flight. Um, and even for myself here, again, I've been in America now, coming up nearly nine years. Um, it's only these past kind of two, three years I've actually supported the team. Um, in America and kind of found a home with the San Diego Loyal. And I think it's not so a case of because of how good the team is or kind of what leagues are in, but it's everything else around it too and kind of what you kind of gather and gain from that too. Um, meeting people, have the community there as well. Um, and I think the the one thing that bugs me too is seeing people who, especially on Twitter, are like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to watch the San Diego Loyal until they go into the MLS. And, and I'm like, what's the main reason behind that? Do you think all of a sudden San Diego will get all these kind of top tier players playing for them? Because um, that's not the case. I mean, you look around the MLS. I mean, if you name certain MLS teams, I, I couldn't even tell you one player on that team on their roster at all. And there's plenty of MLS teams who have never won anything, never gone anywhere. Um, so it's a tough one, really. I mean, do you think MLS offers a, a better product, a better kind of viewing experience? Um, and if that's your kind of answer, then I, I think you're, you're clearly mistaken. And I think people kind of, look over what everything else is regarding soccer and you kind of figure out your reason why you support a team. And I think the community, everything around it is primarily the main reason. You know, I will, I will say that with MLS, the product, I mean, there is a noticeable jump in quality, even among the, the, the teams that are mid to lower table. You know, we saw this, I think with Seattle, they were playing their, a lot of they a rotated squad, but the passes were just a little bit crisper. You know, they were intercepting more of our passes than maybe we're used to. I felt like you, it, it wasn't like a huge gulf, but it, there was, it, it is just a little bit of a faster, more precise game uh, at that level. But you're exactly right. There's not a lot of stars. There's not a lot of, players who you could name and maybe it's because we don't follow MLS um, <laughs> that might affect us a little bit, but it's always been a league to, in my mind. And I think to the general public's mind 
a, a gimmicky league. You know, you bring in Beckham to play in LA. You you bring in Chicharito. You bring in you bring in European players. On Always to LA or New York on their swan song tour you know uh you had uh what's his name in new york um david via i mean mm-hmm. it's those and, and, and not to mention uh ibrahimovic who's i will say mls run i enjoyed <laughs> a, a, a lot i really enjoyed that it was fun seeing someone who he does was the it, perfect yeah. mls like late like going, guy. perfect and he can talk to his shit like this league yeah. let me just tell you i'm about to run this league i love that he then went back to italy right like after that he was not like those other guys that you mentioned gonzalo Iguain came here to retire everybody's come here to retire right he came here and was like oh no i'm way too good for this so I'm out. <laughs> this is ridiculous and yeah so it, it yeah a step up from a step up from usl probably right um but you know i watched the open cut the union open cup game tonight and again rotated squad but looked like they were playing in a ball that had helium in it you know uh, and that that's those kids are you know right where we are same thing you know we, we played seattle tight like those the the we have joe corona on our team right like joe corona's a little bit past his prime, but he's not that far from being an MLS player, right? And and other players on our team. And um, it shows on the probably field, could, uh, probably these Nick last few matches didn't... with Joe. I, I feel like it, his class has really shown. We talked about this in the in the last pod, but um, that I feel like Joe Corona's class has really shown through in these last few matches. Um, it's been, yeah. I think, visibly obvious. Definitely that penalty he took. I was behind the goal for it, and it was something different. I almost feel like we're we're off topic a little bit because if things went differently, we wouldn't be here shitting on MLS as a league, right? So I feel like we're kind of coping with our emotions here by devaluing MLS because this isn't the way that it's looking like it's going. And I'm on board because I I I I'm right there with you. I'm just sitting here like. Man, it, I I just don't want to get too distracted by the circumstances that we find ourselves in, right? So I guess Andrew, I'm going to throw it back at you. You're asking all the questions. Where are you at on all this? Man, I'm I'm very torn because, um, well, I mean, maybe I'm not because let me just be honest as a as an adult person with an adult life and you know things other things that i could do on the weekends <laughs> uh yeah supporting the team takes i mean i'm i'm steve i'm not telling you for whatever time i put it in is nothing compared to the work that you put in so hey i can keep doing this i'm i enjoy usl i've enjoyed usl since before san diego had a team i i've i've known about the league um i've known about you know teams like rowdies who used to be in another league and san antonio scorpions which is now the SAFC, like I've known about second division soccer in the U.S. for a while. It's always been fun. It's always been competitive. It's always been compelling. Like it's not like uh, I feel cheated because I don't have the a first division team to root for. I don't care about MLS. I do think it's a boring league. They all wear the same stinking kits. They all look the same. They're all boring. All the teams are named uh, Geography FC or Geography SC. Uh, oh, and then you've got the the wild and exotic Inter Miami. 
just to spice things up a little bit, uh, apart from your original 90s clubs that have these very 90s names like Galaxy and Earthquakes, um, Sounders and Timbers. Um, I, I mean, Timbers, I have a soft spot for, for Timbers. I've been to a game at Providence Park. It's, um, you know, we talked about this on the last pod. It's a very, probably the most European atmosphere you're going to get in the U.S. when it comes to, to this sport. So maybe that's a, a, an outlier. But by and large, I find the league incredibly boring. Um, USL is like just a compelling, dramatic league. You have players on the way up. You have Duran Free, uh, a, a U.S. under-16s uh, starting goalie. Incredible. And he plays on our team. We get to watch this kid. And who knows what his future is? Um, we have a player like Joe Corona, somebody who is on, you know, kind of the back end of his pro career, but still has like world-class talent. I mean, that free kick that he scored against Seattle, that was, I mean, because of, you know, the incredible goal at the end of the match, you know, I feel like we forget about Joe Corona's free kick, but it, it had, and Adams not hit that Adams, uh, somebody help me out, uh, the, Simba. No, the, the goal at the end of uh, regulation. Kyle Adams? Kyle Adams. Oh, it was that. So, yeah. See, that's uh, seven now. Kyle Adams. <laughs> if, if Kyle Adams had not scored that goal, we'd be talking about Joe Corona's free kick goal because it was just world class. So, you have these compelling stories. Guido, who, who had all the talent in the world and was kind of held back by injury, you know, unfulfilled. Now he has a chance to play on his hometown team. And, and and you see and you feel this with these players. Coque Vegas, who, you know, was playing in Spain, comes over here. Um, and, he you know, he said last year on, uh, on Darren's pod, you know, he was talking about uh, when they lost 5-0 and how 109 was still cheering for him and, like, how much that freaking meant to him to still have our support after giving up all these goals and we still have his back. And then he had our back when some player came and made a move and he went over there and, and got in his face and he's been a fan favorite ever since. And you saw that on Tuesday in orange County, when he held up that, that local soccer, the, the fiend scarf, um, you're not going to get that in MLS. You're not going to get that with those players. You're not going to get yeah. that with these teams, but in this league with these players and with this team, you're going to get that. You're going to get like a personal connection and you're going to invest in these guys as, as human beings, not just as like the players on your team, but like I care about where Koki's career goes. I care about Duran Free. I care about these guys and I want to see them succeed. And I've never felt that way about, you know, I mean, I love Tim Duncan, uh, San Antonio Spurs legend, best power forward of all time. I love that guy, but like, I'm not like personally invested in, in him, you know, like he's, he's just another, you know, millionaire that lives in the stratosphere, but you know, Charlie Adams is a, is a guy that, you know, I might run into at the grocery store and it's just, it's a different fan experience than you're going to get with any other league and with any other sport. So um, I'm, I'm in it till, till the end, I think. Yeah. And I think, I think what you gain with MLS, right. And I think what everybody, I won't say everybody, but I think I'll say most people, Two months ago, if I said this was likely and if this was looking good, you know, we'd be on this podcast going, man, we're looking forward to this and this, you know, you're looking for that. I, I got to be careful here, but you got to looking for that, like 
big game, big weekend, big moment. Like the Padres in the playoffs, right? I mean, that citywide, that like whole thing. And could that happen with USL? Yeah, sure, to an extent, right? But it's just not. Like we talked about the casuals. It's just not going to be the case with, with USL. And honestly, where we're sitting in the community that we've built, I'm okay with that because I get, John, like you said, I get everything I've ever wanted out of a group right now. I'm so happy. But what you don't get is those moments and you don't get that like citywide buzz. Um, and, and again, you could, if we make USL cup, you know, I, everybody be talking about it. It'd be great, but it's going to take getting there before it happens. And like, that's the, that's the trade-off that you make, right? Not even talking about quality and all the other stuff we were talking about before, but so it's, it's definitely something that you yearn for. Cause you, you, you love those moments. I mean, who didn't love the Padres in the playoffs last year, who didn't love those moments where Pekka went wild and the whole city is buzz is buzzing about it. You know, final four, you know, Aztecs, like you miss that. And I, 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 I think that that's a point that shouldn't just completely get ignored. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, you, the question you asked earlier, how is it hard to, to see that this is going to happen, you know, with or without us? It's, it's, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's, we're sitting here working through emotions, but it is what it is. And, uh, here we are, you know, so you could trade off those like little moments where you get to get to know these players, like, you know, Jack Blake, when he got, when he, when he got let go last year, you know, he, he called me personally and let me know. And, because he wanted to let me know that you know how much we meant to him, and I you don't get that at the next level. So it's always kind of been in the back of my head, like if or when this moves to the next level, and kind of at the at that time it was a it was looking likely. You miss kind of in the back of my mind, I was dreading it a little bit because you miss that intimacy. You know, we think we have little drama between us and Chavos, and uh, this year has been phenomenal. But last year there was a little bit of you know drama here and there, and you go, man, at the next level that's going to be amplified, you know, 10 times. And I, 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 you miss that things are great. And you miss that we have this family, this, this amazing connection between each other and the players. And, you know, like you, you, you're going to, you miss that stuff. And so I, I, there's part of me that's going, here we are in this situation that we're in, let's keep it rolling. And I'm happy. And there's part of me that's going, man, I'm going to miss, you know, those opportunities potentially, I, I, you know, who knows what, what this might look like. I'm just kind of hypothetically, spitting here but there's a lot of i'm sitting here juggling like a, a bunch of emotions right you guys mentioned how much work that you know i've put in and we've put in and it, it's 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 not um it, it's not nothing you know it, it's a lot of work and uh i don't want to let i i, I want to be loyal to the club that we support um but i i think what, what we've built is absolutely beautiful it's a it's amazing and um, I want to build on it. I don't want it to, to, to fizzle away. And I think there has to be some balance there. Um, and it's easy to sit here and go, man, we're loyal to the soil, loyal till I die. Um, but it's also hard for me and us to, to think about what, what might be of the future if we just take that stance hardly. So um, there's a lot of hard conversations that we have to have and a lot of hard conversations that we have to have, you know, with our members and, and what, do, what, not just what we as leadership want, not just me as president want, but what do our members want? Um, how, 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 how should we go forward? Um, it, it, I, we're here to listen. So shoot me a message. Give me a call. Um, I'm here. I, I, I want to hear feedback. Like I, I, this is not the Steve Brockoff supporters, <coughs> the locals, and we have a bunch of members and I love every single one of you. And I want to hear all of your voices and opinions on this. I, I do want to say that that's, um, just kind of point out there, you're talking about like 
the door looks closed, but we don't know sure. that it is, right? Sure. So, like, sure. I, I want to point that out, too, is that, yeah, I shit on MLS a lot. And, again, that's more uh, political and philosophical from my point because, yeah, if we went up, I would go to a sold-out, loyal Snapdragon and MLS Cup, you know, um, rivalry game with whomever, which I guess they wouldn't have a rival. I don't know. They'll figure that out. But all I'm saying is – I would go to that and I would sit with the same hundred people that I sit with now. Right. Yeah. Like to me, that's um, you're looking like the Padres who were bad for so long, but we were, you know, yourself, people were part of Padres Twitter. Right. And like, while they were bad, we had each other. So while there was only 12,000 people in the stands and it sucked and nobody liked going to games, the community itself was what, was fed on and it's still there they're still doing fourth inning meetups right like even though they're good even though it's become this other thing and there's people who have who don't know who tony gwynn is at these games which would happen if loyal went up you know to mls like that community can still be there and we will still be there and so i think yeah fair you know so what, and what you're saying is let's say out of the blue mls group calls us tomorrow and says hey you guys coming or like what can we do to get you on board like so that's partly what we're saying. Like, what does that look like? Right. Local, can, I, can I ask loyal, for clarification on that? Yeah. When you say, are you guys on board? Are you saying you, the supporter group, are you on board coming and switching over? Are you saying you, the loyal, are you on board? We're bringing you up. Kind of both. So, Because those I are would, two different say, things yeah, for me. So, but I would say, and this is, again, Steve, let me know if I'm overstepping. I would say the locals is a supporters group of San Diego loyal soccer club, right? So, like, if San, it, we are not leaving. I'll say that however I want to say it. The locals are not jumping to MLS without loyal. That is not happening. Whatever they want to call, if half of us, if half of you decide you want to go and be something over there, you're not taking the locals name. If Steve decides, he, you know, he said it's not Steve – SG, right? If Steve decides, ah, screw it, I'm going to go over to MLS, he's not taking local, you know, he and Drew and Jerry can't decide they're going to go support MLS and take locals with them. Locals is staying with Loyal. What that looks like, who that is, that sort of stuff, that will change. Is this addressed so, in the bylaws, Steve? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Jason, but is this is there any like something in there about this at all? No. Not about switching. No, 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 definitely not. It's it's just how the well, it's just how the how the group operates, you know, on a basically daily, monthly, yearly basis. Um, but but, but it does say in the bylaws that the, the locals, locals is a supporter, is a supporter group, of, group of the San Diego Loyal. Sure, right. but, but you know, we're getting in the weeds here. But bylaws can be amended for reasons, right? And I'm not saying right. that that's going to happen. And and Jason, I, I'm not going to sit here and deny what you're saying. Um, but I think that that's the, that's the conversations that we need to have, right? I, I, I mean, that's that's obviously your perspective, and I think that that's it. probably my perspective too. But I'm sitting here going, um, I, man, it's just, it's just a it's a lot to it's just a lot to handle, right? You know, it's a lot, I, I talked about it, and this is really on MLS for putting us in what it is that's, an that's impossible what I was situation. Get back to, yeah. It's an impossible situation because uh, we shouldn't have to make this decision. You shouldn't have to ask like the most like emotionally and personally invested fans of the game in the city, um, you shouldn't put them in this position. And I think what really burns and what really this is what really chaps me up is is 
MLS knows because they've seen what Wave did that they can plop generic city name FC in Snapdragon, call it MLS, bring down Galaxy or LAFC, and that place is going to be sold out. It's going to be packed with us or without us. They don't need us. They don't need us. And and whether or not they care about that remains to be seen. But I think that is what is the most devastating and frustrating part of this whole thing is that whatever we do, it will not impact the the atmosphere of the game. Like right. there was a very cool. easy, clear path for this to be done the right way for this to be done the way that we wanted it to be done, the way everybody wanted it to be done. And here we are sitting, Andrew, like you said, there's, we're put in the worst possible situation, right? I've been talking about this for months that there are 500 ways this could have been done. And one way was the worst way. And of course, the one way that was the worst way is the way that happened, right? Of course it had to happen that way because that's probably the way that it made the most financial sense or whatever the reason is. But I'm sitting here going, man, they didn't get one legit offer. And to me, what that tells me is that these people don't value what we've built as well. And that's that's why I'm sitting here like not only sad, but angry and I'm hurt. And I'm like all the work that I've put in and we've put in and all the all the all nighters to do stuff and all the you know, I have kids, I have a family and I'm putting out time and time and time and time and hours and hours on this. And that was worthless to you guys. Like, what does that tell me personally? Like that hurts me, right? That that's, that that's telling me that the work I've done is, is, is for nothing. What? Because, because it's, I haven't, we're not a 5,000 person supporters group. Like LAFC has like, okay, like I'm doing my best. I'm a volunteer. I'm, you know, like we are all volunteers. We're all doing our best here. And, and that still means nothing. We're like, you know, I, I think I'm not going out on a limb here, but I'm saying we're the best supporters group in USL, right? We do TFOs constantly. We have banging songs. We have great drumline. We have, you know, great support week in, week out. Like, and that means nothing to these people, you know, and not just the, not just the supporters group and community, but the club and community and the outreach that they've done. Like, how does that mean nothing to them? Like, how does that mean that they don't even want to make an offer for the, like, I don't, I don't get like, it's just the fact that they just want to come in and do their own thing. It, it to me, it just feels like they, they're doing it because they just feel like they can. Because right? they can. Because they've got five hundred million dollars. It's very right. businessy, and they can. It's they business. can yeah, do whatever they want. Everybody says, it's, "Oh, it's just business." It doesn't have to be, man. It doesn't you have, don't to have to be assholes. You don't or, have to be. Or and like, this to me is the most telling thing about yeah. this whole thing. If you look at it from that perspective, as to why. Are they coming here for San Diego and San Diegans, or are they coming there for themselves? I mean, ultimately, right. it's a business. We all know that. But the loyal is very different in the way they've grown and structured themselves to be a part of the community. There has been no indication anywhere that this group, other than Saquon being local, that this group wants anything to be local other than get fans in the seats, get butts in the seats to fill in the stadium and take money. I it just, I, there's nothing that attracts me to this MLS group. And, and I think everything you said there, Steve, is incredibly telling 
about this group. There's been no calls for MLS to come here. There's no big campaign or group. Maybe the oil was going to be the team to come up at some point. But here's a group that has come in with a shitload of money and offering MLS a shitload of money. $500 million is the rumors right in the papers and stuff that for just to buy their way into MLS and then come into San Diego. Just double the price of the last team. But, by the but way. why? I mean, if you got that much money and go anywhere, I, that would be my first question I would ever ask them if they wanted anything from me. I'm like, why us? Why did you pick here? Yeah, I mean, I remember back in the Soccer City days, Garber was like drooling over San Diego. I think it's like his, I think it's like his like pet project. Like it's something that he absolutely has to have. And for whatever reason, you know, okay. But yeah, I mean, I hear you, John. Like we're not, we locals and I don't, none of our members were sitting here going, man, we really want MLS. Let's go, 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 right? Right. It was just like, we were happy with where we were. We were growing, we were doing what we could. And I think it was kind of a when, not if situation, but it wasn't like a now, not never situation. Right. It was like, Hey, you know, this, this might happen eventually, but let's, let's, let's wait and do it right. And, and that certainly is exactly the opposite of what happened. Right. It did not wait. Right. It was rushed. And then it was done the seemingly done the wrong way. And that's, that's like my biggest gripe here is that, you know, and not even like, let's say talks broke down a month ago. And so this is like my personal talking Steve, you know, a person talks broke down a month ago with the loyal, like these people still could have reached out to me or, or locals or anybody, right. They could have reached out to somebody within the supporters sphere of this and gone, Hey, you know what? Things didn't work out with, with loyal for whatever reason, but we still value you and we still want you to be a part of what we're trying to build here. I can't tell you much yet, but just stay tuned. And they, I've had no contact, none, zero, zero contact. And like that, and I, I hear what you're saying, Jason, I hear what everybody's saying, you know, about locals should just be a loyal supporters group. And I'm not even talking about locals. I'm just talking about me as a person and how much time I've put into it. And not just president time, but going to matches every week. Like, Andrew, you show up early every match to get your drum in. Like that takes time away from you and your family. Like that's not, that doesn't mean nothing. That shouldn't mean nothing. And here we are just being completely ignored in, and what we, like, I, like we mentioned earlier, it's weeks, not months of time for, for some announcement. Here we are. If, if there's any contact in the next several days or, or several weeks, like it feels too late, you know, it feels yeah. like, okay. So you guys are just going to come and like, just you know put your cards on the table and say we're here this is who we are like that's not a way to introduce yourself to supporters who care about this community that's not a way to do this right like I, come on like i i, I just and i, it gets I know me fired up. A... it gets me fired up because i'm i i, I care and I, i'm sad about this and i i can't like put myself in this position where i'm just gonna be okay with what they have to tell me oh like they're gonna I, I almost guarantee they're going to say, oh, we're here, we're here for the community. And I'm just going to go, man, that's such lip service and that's such bullshit because if you're here for the community, where have you been? Like, where have you been? Like, if, if you're here for the community, then you would have worked with Loyal in good faith, you know, and you would have worked, talked to us in good faith and, and you haven't. And like, not yet. And if that happens, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, yeah, maybe they're this top of the mountain, but I've been walking the other way for, months and they've got to they've got to get my attention to turn me around and then i've got to climb the mountain to get to where they want me to be and that's just that's just a tall task at this point i 
I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take any calls or anything with a completely closed mind. Cause that's just not who I am. If I want them to hear me out, I, I'm going to hear them out. Like I want to, um, I want to pause real quick. I want to read just a few, few more comments. Sure. Um, cause people oh, have been um, talking a, a whole bunch. Um, Jeff <laughs> appreciates Ben and Woods opening their phones today. I know Steve, you're on there this morning. Um, although you're no longer on here. Um, it was good. It was good. I, I would, we, Steve and I talked about it after I can say a little bit to it. Uh, ben and Woods, they asked really insightful questions, I thought, and they really laid out, Hey, I don't, we don't know about this. Talk to us. Right. Um, and, 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 and sort of did. And so that's good to see again, you're looking at community of, of the bigger, the, the bigger yeah. San Diego sports scene. Uh, but, and again, it's kind of the Steve's point here. Ben and Woods knew to call Steve, right? <laughs> well, they're and local. MLS they're didn't local. know to they're call here. Steve. These people right? aren't here, man. Exactly. Uh, they're, 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 I mean, that's all I'm saying. Here, but I mean, they're that's these guys. Little... But they know nothing about soccer. But they know who to call in San Diego because they're local. Like that just shows you. And, and yeah, um, okay. I, I want to let you keep going. But also to put context to Steve's point, um, a little bit of the, like this is. A lot of this I've seen in Steve over this weekend. This, you know, because it got dropped on us on Saturday, essentially. Um, because we were thinking, we were hearing summer, end of the year, and that, like, oh, okay, that's plenty of time for loyal to work things out or for us to be contacted. And now it's tomorrow, right? Well, and it's like clearly oh, so something happened to affect you know, the timeline. Right. Whatever that timeline is, something happened. Yeah. Um, Chris whatever, Garcia, whatever that is, yeah. Chris Garcia, I think this is to Steve. He says, your work will never be for nothing. In the end, you guys brought all of us together, and that will never change. Uh, that's very true. Um, I have a lot of friends now that I w- would not otherwise have had I not been involved in this, and I think that is all of us. <laughs> Watch <laughs> the documentary if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'll have even more respect. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell this in the documentary, but the whole point of why I'm so passionate about this is that I've met – I met all my all my best friends through AO San Diego, and I wanted to do that every week. And I wanted to connect other people to their new best friends, and their new best friends, and their new best friends, and their new best friends. And I think that I the ultimate goal of why I was so passionate about starting this, I've been successful. So if this goes down and, and dies, I think I'd have, a, you know, let's have a nice funeral at O'Brien's and drink our sorrows. But I'd be okay with it because of that. But I, I, do I want it to continue? Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of decisions that, ha- that have to be made, um, you know, in, in that process. And I think that I've, I've, I've met a lot of new people like Jason and Ant- all you guys right here, you know, John, I knew you way before, but you know, um, like everybody here, like, I, I, I don't know all the people watching, I, I, I consider you all friends and I, I, I'm lucky to do that um, because of these past four years. And I think it's worth saying, and, and then I'll, I think I'll get off my little soapbox is that, no matter what, things are going to change. Um, things are going to change. Like it's it, it it's not going to be the same. But um, I think that's okay because we've had this time together, and and I, I um, I'm 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 satisfied. I'm happy. So as we as we wind down, I want to read one more comment and then open up just one more facet of this that we haven't touched upon, and I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think we're going to be talking about this a lot in the future. Uh, Jeffrey says. It's ironic about Wrexham coming to play in July with LD at the presser with loyal jerseys and then MLS to ignore our grassroots effort. This brings up the issue of 
the lack of ProRail in the U.S. and its impact on the game. Um, Max, I want to toss this to you. Can you? What are your thoughts about the lack of ProRail and how much that affects what we're dealing with right now? Uh, like I said earlier about my team back home in England, I I think everyone thinks promotion relegations is one kind of be all and end all of soccer and kind of the the one thing everyone wants to go towards. And like I said, my team right now they're in play they're playing League One. They they'll never probably get above eight, nine, ten thousand per people per game. They'll probably never be able to expand the stadium. Um and I'll never go like I said, never go above the league league one into the championship into the premiership. But it doesn't stop people going to watch them play and kind of how they do. I think promotion relegation is a great idea and I think uh, in America maybe it comes at some point. Um but it isn't the be all and end all of soccer. It isn't a reason why you support a team at the end of the day. I mean like I said, teams cannot win a league, cannot win a trophy. You'll still support them for the community for other reasons too. And it's tough and I think MLS honestly I don't think in the next 10, 20 years it ever happens especially considering the amount of money people have to pay to come into the league. You're, you're going to tell a guy that's going to pay five, half or $500 million to join a league to say, maybe in a few years' time, you might be relegated to the USL or the, the league blow. It isn't going to happen just with the way it is in America. I mean, USL is the best hope, I think, of promotion and relegation. And I think that is kind of isn't too far off. Um, but I will say that you got to look at it as a reason why you support a team. Do you support them because they're going to win a trophy, because they're going to promote it? And for the most part, it isn't a reason. And even guys in England will tell you that's a reason why. I mean, every team in England, regardless of how good or bad they are, has a decent amount of supporters, whether that's because of the history of the community. Remains to be seen, but it, it's not the be-all and end-all um, of supporting a soccer team, honestly. That's a that's a great point, Max. Um I'm going to have to get off pretty soon. I don't know if this is a good spot for y'all or if y'all want to continue the conversation. Um, I feel like this is... I haven't even cracked up. Anybody have a beer to finish? I'll hang around until at least somebody... <laughs> I don't know what the numbers look like online, but I know people are fired up. No, a lot of people. Wanna, like, there's a lot, there. and, and, and there's still chats of... Um, we'll wait, doc, what documentary? Kid Trillion. Um, John, you want to... Um, let them know where they can find your, your documentary about the uh, first year of the locals. Um, yeah, well, you can find it on the Bum TV channel. It's down there towards the bottom. There's a link uh, where you found this podcast. So if you go back to the Bum TV channel there. Uh, but I will also drop a link in the chat here so people can get a direct link to the playlist. You'll have to give me a second to get that set up. And then I, I don't know. I'll leave it up to the guests. I know Andrew asked about are we are we closing or staying. So I'll I'll defer to our guests. See how they feel. I am open. I'm open, people I'm open too. I'll, I'll stay. I'm not going to bed. I can't go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I did want to say Steve put it in the chat. It did come up about Landon. Uh, Steve said we've been told that Landon is committed to San Diego loyal. Um, I think there's more to be to talk about there. You know, and, and again, another another time. I'm sure most of you are in the Discord, but if that has lapsed, or you're not sure, or whatever, um, get in the Discord because there's you know maybe a little bit more that that we might that might be talked about there um, that we don't get to in our hour and a half here because we're on the Discord for 12 hours, 15, 18 hours a day. Um, but as far as Landon. Um, I'll say we've been, I've been in meetings, I haven't seen him specifically, but from what I've been told, again, from people that we trust, 
um, who've always told me the truth so far. Um, he is very committed to the community of San Diego. And there's little things that if, if you want to look at it, he said since the beginning of Soccer City that he basically had to beg his wife to let him be involved in soccer again, right? She thought they were done. She said, our kids are going to school in San Diego. We're not leaving. We're not whatever. And he said, well, you know, we're trying to bring it here. Um, so maybe I could get involved in soccer that way. So again, from himself, who I have, who I trust and people who I, other people who I trust, he's not looking to take the U.S. men's national team gig. He's not looking to try to jump to Galaxy. He's not looking for stepping stones. Um, and personally, from everything that we've heard about him, is he enjoys the youth development and community aspect of things, which is, is kind of um, what we've been told for years now is that he likes that. And that's what they said at the beginning of the year is that he'd be stepping away be, and, and want to do a little bit more with select and a little bit more on the, the, the team side of things. Um, so, you know, if it tracks and if Vasiliadis, who, um, you know, what was he before he was doing this? He was a high school soccer coach. Like, if you want to get in talk again about community and people in, in our community, um, that's the background and that's what these guys have. These guys have been talking about as as a USL team, they've been talking about trying to get a a um, academy, like a legit like soccer school academy, as long as I've been a part of any conversations with them. Like that's something that they're they've always wanted. Um, you can take that with a grain of salt for why you think that or why not. But again, this is a guy who was a high school soccer coach, and that's important to him. Um, and so I think that, that Landon is as in as anyone is uh, kind of to the end there. So to me, that was, if you want to say comforting or whatever, because that was my big question because I've got narratives in my head about what Landon was going to do to use loyal to get to there, to get to there, to become the head of us soccer. Right. Which maybe he does someday, but I, it, I don't think that's really his passion uh, for those who've kind of met him and know him to, to speak right, for I him. Gotta, I'm going to get out of here. See right. you, Andrew. All right. Thank night, you, Andrew. Andrew. Um, See so I definitely wanted to touch on that. Um, and, and just say so many good things about what's, what's going on in the chat. So, Thanks, everybody. Thanks I, for the, the love. Yeah, just real quick. Okay. I did put a link to the playlist for Forever Loyal Year One with the locals. We also had this comment, and spoiler alert, that's already in the works. This is obviously we're going to be yep. doing something for this year because there is a lot going on. So um, we have, I don't know, we'll just be probably called year four. We'll just go on whatever year we are on but we'll probably keep it titled forever loyal and do year four since this is as steve said it's going to be different and no matter what with all this going on moving forward is going to be different what that different ends up being remains to be seen but it's it's going to change right all this is going to cause some some kind of change moving forward the nice yeah. thing that i would say to people is that at least for me i, I haven't seen any contracts or anything but I cannot imagine that they are going to start an MLS soccer team in January of 2024 to play in February of 2024. So my guess is that change-wise, we're going to see not much soccer change over the next year. 
I think that I don't know what Loyal is going to do necessarily. I would, you know, if they're back at Torero or if something else opens, I don't see anything else opening up. Again, this is personal opinion and knowing nothing, knowing nothing, having not been told anything uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, but for me, I'm looking at it as there's not going to be MLS in San Diego. There's not going to be soccer played by an MLS team in San Diego in 2024. Will they do what St. Louis did and maybe try to drop a a youth team here or the two team to try and like drum up support, I guess. So that could change things if, if they want to do that while we're here and still, again, there's a lot of way to go, but I don't see why loyal aren't competing for the USL cup this year and next year as a, f- you know, full on with n- no one else really around could be, We'll see. And I guess if they think that people are going to go support the two team of an MLS team that hasn't been announced or hasn't started playing yet, I guess maybe. But to me, I think we still got two years of loyal as we know it left. Uh, if the teams, again, they're not involved in this jump. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that, you know, it's going to change. But yeah, I, I don't think that it's not happening in 2024. So. Um, it'll be another another playback in 20, 2024 for us, and I, I I look forward to it. I look forward to it like I do every year. So, um, Hopsong, any new, new new news on building a stadium um, potentially, but nothing that I or we can share right now. Um, uh, I'll say potentially, and I would um, ask that question on tomorrow's season ticket member talk to Ricardo. <laughs> I'll defer yeah, to whatever he maybe says an tomorrow. Answer. Yep. Yeah. There are some very good questions here that we can't answer, but you get a yeah. face-to-face, which, again, you think that's going to happen with MLS? That the president – I was thinking that even when there was a problem, right, the president, the owner, and Landon fucking Donovan, on two days' notice, the day before the season started, got on a Zoom call with our entire – that was open to our entire SG. Yeah. Like, that's wild. <laughs> right we don't want to take that for granted um but again if mls is listening to this that's the community that you're coming into that that's sort of the expectation right like that's what we've had and that's what we expect so know that <laughs> so i'm gonna bring this up that dylan put in the chat that to get your guys' thoughts, because clearly if you go MLS, this is this is not even a question because right. they don't allow this at all. And USL, I'm not really sure where they stand because I've heard some things about this possibly opening up. But let's just say for hypothetical purposes, it was possible. Where would you stand on this? Would would Holy. you and even even with so I mean this is an interesting question if MOS is still a potential on the horizon, would you invest in San Diego oil? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I already mean, have. I mean, <laughs> well, right. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I'm gonna sell all my jerseys and buy the team. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's that's Paul. That's Paul Naku. <laughs> yeah, Paul's, Paul's got ten thousand dollars worth of stock yeah. over there uh, that he just needs to trade in back credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that if, if at the very least, uh, sticking with, with Loyal, even if MLS is in town, the least I could do would be invest. I've already invested thousands of hours of time. The least I could do is invest 
you know, a handful of dollars to, to support them and, and, and see what I could do to help, you know, as a part of a fan owner, as well as, um, as well as help the team, you know, continue on financially. Now, maybe there's something to fan ownership and president of the supporters group, you know, maybe that might be a little bit of a conflict of interest. So um, I might have to recluse myself that from that perspective, but um, yeah, as, as far as the hypothetical, yeah, sure. What about you, Max? I think obviously you look at the benefits and the negatives of it. I mean, if it gets more people involved and everyone feels more uh, in yeah. closer to the team, that's that where it's where it really comes in. And I mean, it's tough to really speak on the whole thing, that whole matter because I've only been around for in the past two years and I wasn't here from the very beginning. So, kind of, I haven't got the the same kind of close ties as you guys have to it as well. Um, but I think anything that kind of gets the community closer as a whole. Um, I think is a positive and I think that's what fan ownership really kind of allows um, to everyone kind of to, to feel more a part of the, the club and feel like they've got more of a say um, in all, everything that goes on. I would yeah, do it I, just um... because it's, it's, it's so much easier to explain than being the communications director of a supporters group <laughs> for a U.S. <laughs> soccer team. Uh, every day my principal says, so hold on, do you work for the loyal?" <laughs> and I have to go through it all again. So if I own them, I can just say I'm a minority owner of the team, <laughs> there of you go. the San Diego team, and people will be like, oh, wow, and that would be much easier than who I'm communications director for. <laughs> all right, where does everybody else, any other comments that people have? I don't want to keep this going if we feel like we're winding down. Right. But is there anything else pressing on anyone's mind or anything in the chat anybody has that's really pressing that we didn't answer? I know it's been crazy busy in the chat, so we're not used to this yeah. many comments, so it's been yeah. hard to keep up with everything. Um, but last, last chance to get some questions in here before we wrap up, or for either of the three of you, any, any kind of closing thoughts you have as we, as we look to wrap up our show? Ooh, closing dots, man. That's like a death sentence to try to and wrap up a show, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for this show, it is. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think I gave my kind of closing thoughts earlier, but I, I, I love all you guys, and I, I, I no matter what, this is going to change, and I, I'm, um, I, I, I wish that things were different. I wish that these rich billionaires that are based in London and ha don't have any connection to San Diego didn't make this decision this way and make our lives harder. You know, us here on the grassroots level, us here putting the work in us here, making these connections and planning bus trips and, you know, showing up four hours early and, and, and sacrificing all that we do, uh, putting us in these positions. And um, trust me that I'm struggling. Like I, I, I don't, I don't take this lightly. Um, it's keeping me up at night. It's, um, it sucks. It, it's, it's a gut punch to me. It's, it's, it's a, there's a pit in my stomach that has been there for, for days, um, weeks now that, you know, and I, I, uh, I'm, I'm devastated. I, I, I there's not really a whole, a whole lot else to say. Like, you know, we can sit here and talk negatively about MLS all we want, but I think at the end of the day, if, 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 if the, if the tables were turned, um, this podcast, how, how sad and how anxious and how, kind of like angry we are we would be equally excited right and, and and i i um it's hard for me to sit here and and try to express how i'm feeling but i'm trying and uh it's it's 
it's it's the worst. And I, I think the thing that I'll kind of close with, and 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 uh, you know, I might cry, but um, the worst part for me is how am I gonna? You guys all know Bryce. Like he wakes up every morning and he sings loyal songs, and he wakes up every afternoon after his nap and wants to play the drums and you know this will be you know now that i won't cry because he was doing the 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 no coming coke chant and he goes coke and he like screams it like it's like his favorite thing now it's like his new chant and like i yeah what am i supposed to do i'm i'm a 33 year old father of a three-year-old kid like i'm not gonna sit here and go i'm never gonna support this team because my kid's going to be eight one day and he's going to want to go see that club play. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to sit here and go, no, Bubba, we can't go because Jada hates them. Like that's, I'm not going to be that person. Like, so like, but what am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to tell him that, you know, things are changing and how am I supposed to tell him that the club that we, I poured my heart and soul into is potentially not going to MLS and it's not. And yeah, they're going to continue and they're going to do their best, but what if it, what if, what if it doesn't work out? Like I'm supposed to tell them that it's the club that he grew up, literally grew up. He was there two weeks old going to is, is dismantling. Like I can't, what, I'm, what am I supposed to do? Like, so I, I'm sitting here like devastated that this is not the way that this should be. And it's all these, it's, it's just these, these decisions and it's egos and it, what I don't think that these people understand is that it's lives like us that's affected and it's not just, oh, you know, they'll come around. You know what? Because F it. They're probably right. You know what? I probably will. I told myself after Soccer City I would never step foot in that stadium. And I I was last year begging Loyal to go there, right? Because it was better for the situation. So you know what? They're probably right. But I'm sitting here going, don't, don't, don't hurt so many hearts along the way. You don't, they don't, it doesn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. And so like that's where I'm struggling because my little three-year-old son what i'm gonna have to break his heart maybe and maybe not but i i'm just sitting here going don't make me do that and they're right now they're making me do that and that's why i think my anger is so high and my my sadness is so high my emotions so high because i it's not it's not for nothing it's not for nothing it's it's not it's 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 not oh we can get away with it like but you're breaking people's hearts along the way you're crushing dreams and that's what sucks that's what really just just sucks so on that note, I'll, I'll I'll get off my soapbox again, but um, I appreciate yeah, all I'll, you guys. I'll I'll take over from you there because listening to you say that you didn't say the name, but that very easily was how many of us felt that about the NFL team that left, right? Yep. I still do. I wasn't a fan of them. I'm from Philly. I'm an Eagles fan, diehard, right? Yeah. So I wasn't a diehard fan, but every Sunday I'm reminded that I don't get to take my daughters to Qualcomm Stadium or whatever stadium and watch our San Diego football team. Every Sunday in the fall, I'm reminded of that. That guy stole that from me. If you ever see – again, you want to search my tweets, search my tweets and Dean Spanos and you'll find some stuff in there because I feel hatred towards that man because he stole from me, right? And that's what I'm hearing again, right? Yeah. I mean, so, another point that I've been making, sorry to interrupt, is like I have a graveyard of Charger stuff in my attic. And I don't want to have a graveyard of loyal stuff. And like, I, I, I haven't watched the NFL since either, Eric. Like, I have a graveyard of stuff, and I don't want it to have another graveyard. And that I think I would just, I would just be done with sports. Like, yeah, and, but, the, and I, we I have find me some other people, hobby, you know. And 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 that's what that's what they're doing to you. So just on that note, is that's how I feel about that, and how I will feel um, if if you know 
things don't find a new trajectory here, which maybe they could. Um, so personally, though, I do want to jump to Jeremy had asked something. Uh, he said in my uh, Jason R in your announcement, Little Cup's also very hopeful about their future. Talking about expanding their influence in the community and even building a stadium. What's your opinion on that statement? So there's, you know, they're a business too, and they're they're trying to find what they can, you know, what they can do, right? Um, is that hopeful? Yeah. Am I hopeful? I am hopeful for that. Um, but what you brought up in there is the influence in the community and expanding the influence in the community. And that's whatever happens here, whether whatever happens, whichever path we go down, is that expanding the influence in the community, right? Like that community right now, that's our word. So again, if you hear that from someone other than someone who's in the community, who's built this community with you, who is one of those friends, again, I'm one of those people who was lucky enough to have met Steve and was invited to Bryce's birthday this, this past week. Right. Or this, you know, a couple months ago, I guess it was now, you know, um, but I knew everybody there because he's not lying. All his friends are in this community. Like, <laughs> and that's like, so until, until Bryce goes to school, that's how it's going to be. Right. Like that's where those friends are going to come from. And, and, and that's, that's what we build. That's the community that it is, but also, there's right now we've talked about it sort of um i guess theoretically of like oh this could be happening so we got to have our ducks in a row and like we got to do better and we got to be ready and this and that and again going back politically now's the time not to be democrats about it and send out really cute tweets and 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 come up with a really nice hashtags Now's the time to be Republican about it and get your ass out there and do something. Come to the watch parties. Wave flags in the section. Don't sit there in the section. Like, now is the time. And if and maybe we find out now if we, quote unquote, deserve it, right? Like, if we're not going to show up and save this team the way, the, the, the way that they save the crew, the way that, you know, teams have been saved, if we're not going to show up to do it, if it's just the five of us sitting here saying how much we love it and the other 400 of us don't and you guys really don't care, then that's fine. But I know that I want to, you know, this is the Hell's, the Hell's Gate situation, right? This is, this is the 300, and I need to know that that shield is coming over from behind and there's somebody still standing behind me, right? I, I, and I'm not going it, to, it, you know, we've been put in this situation. As we move forward, things can change. And I'm going to look back on this and be like, oh, I really shouldn't have said all that. But like, <laughs> I do want to know that you're going to be there with me. That people who whine and cry that we didn't have a watch party place in North County, and then I got us Northern Pine, go to Northern Pine. You cried about this and whined about it for years. Now it's there and no one's showing up, right? Northern Pine was dope. I was there. Yeah. So K. Burroughs, right? K. Burroughs. Juan has been on top of us. He brought us tacos to the Padres game. He's fully in. He let us paint his walls. Our stuff is up on his wall. We've got stuff stapled up there, nailed up there, screwed in there. Like, go to K Burroughs. Support them. Support the community. Come out to the watch parties. I know how hard it is because I've got three little girls, and I just signed up for softball all-star, so I have to figure out how I'm going to get to this stuff every Saturday. But – Now's not the time to stay home. Now's not the time to send out cute tweets. Now's the time to get your ass into 109, get loud, and get to the watch parties. If I, if we do events, like 
get out if we do this bowling thing again we're talking about these things oh that would be cool to do kj it's nice that you're a bowler let's do it get out there but am i gonna run out of bowling alley like do we have that commitment where are you get out here the barking lots get to the barking lots um you know set up help out go in the o'briens these things that we're setting up and we want to say this is who we are and then we look around and it's the same 12 people it needs to be 400 it needs to be the 300 now and if you're not that's fine that's fine we all make our choices people will want that have been begging for mls maybe want mls whatever but like if you're gonna be there be there please i don't always make it to 109 because of my kid family situation right but like i respect it enough that if i'm there we don't go to 109 because that's the yelling in the loud section. That's where I shouldn't. That's why I'm still sick because I shouldn't have yelled and I shouldn't have made that flag <laughs> the whole time last week because I was just getting over my cold and now I still have it because I spent 90 minutes doing something that I really shouldn't have, right? But, like, that's who we're looking for. And I know you're there and you know who you are. You know who they are. But if you're on the fence, it's time to get off the fence. Don't tell me the parking is too hard or it's a little bit too far or whatever. We're past that now. Like if you're in this, I'm going to Novo. Never been to Novo. Once we do that, again, the date is the 27th. Um, I'm going to Novo on the 27th, right? Because that's what we need to do now. We need to, it's put up or shut up time. It really is. Like, Yeah. And I think that I was texting a few people today and I, I, I was telling my wife right before I got on this, like I kind of think 109 on Saturday is going to be the best 109 we've ever had i think yeah, it's going to be our, like i think, I think it's going to be like a lot of like pent up like this is who we are you know so i hope everybody comes out i'll bring your fire because um my wife just texted I, me to stop yelling <laughs> <laughs> but i think yeah. I, I think that 109 is going to be on fire this week so please bring it um bring everything you got because I, I think this is going to be a shot for us to to really um to really show it. And I, I think we're, I'm going to be painting something. I think that um, there's going to be a few other people that have some ideas. So if you have ideas that you want to, you want to paint or, or you want to do something, uh, you got to run it by us first. We, we have to get everything in approved, but um, we are not gatekeepers by any means. We just have to go through the right channel. So uh, do what you want to do. You just got to run it by us before you paint. And then uh, to get it in, you got to contact us too. But if you have, if you are passionate enough to want to do something to show your support, for loyal for a community um, that's as it, as it's currently established, um, now is the time. Now, All right. Well, Max, I want to give you a chance if you have yeah. anything. <laughs> um, I say it's, it's tough for me to really speak on this too much because I've not been a part of it for that long, and I said I wasn't here from the very beginning. But I think it's a case of you. It's up to now to decide what you want to do with it and whether you kind of want to continue to build on what everyone's kind of built and grown with. Um, or you want to kind of go down with a with a whimper, honestly. And I think, like uh, the guys have been saying already, is that now's the perfect time to kind of show your support for Sunday Go Loyal. Um, show maybe if I mean we don't know what's going to happen, but kind of if it is the case that we don't get the team, kind of show them what we're missing. Um, but it's definitely not the end of San Diego Loyal, the, the locals as a whole, um, by any means. And I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. You can either kind of be uh, just obviously you can be very disappointed, but again, you can kind of go the other way too. They kind of make a point that they they missed out, they made a mistake. Um, yeah. But I don't think that it's it's going to be detrimental um, unless you look at it that way. 
um, or you're pessimistic. But um, I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking forward to see what happens. And I think the, the main issue really is the uncertainty um, and the lack of communication, not really knowing. Um, but San Diego Loyal is still here. The locals are still here. Um, and nothing's going to happen, at least for the next few years anyway. So plenty of the time to kind of push on now, show your support um, and come out and support the uh, San Diego Loyal, the locals, uh, and make your voice heard. And I think my closing comments, I'll try to keep very short, are along the same lines, but maybe finish on a, not that other people haven't been positive, but maybe a little more positive, lighthearted kind of note. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see them, there were some very good Twitter threads if you're on Twitter, uh, especially from Nick Duffy and uh, Miguel Barajas from Chavos. And they're not the only ones. There are other people who did some very heartfelt things. And if you have never been to a loyal match, and I know probably most people watching this or listening to this are, are probably part of our circle, but if it gets shared around and you've made it this far and you have a chance to get out there, I'd like you to pay attention to how many people were in a very different place before they got involved with this team on their attitudes about soccer and the community and everything. But once they got in and got hooked, it is, it's an experience. Give it a chance. You might be very surprised at, at where you are afterwards. Practically every single person I've ever brought to a match can't wait to come back again. Some of them are from out of town that I bring, so they don't get the opportunity to come all the time. But I think to a person, if you ask them, what they thought about soccer in general or a community or how San Diego supports soccer before this started and where they are now, the people have been part of this group. It's they're in a unique and special place. And um, you can be part of that too. I think that's where I will leave it. And then I do want to finish with one. If I can go back and find it as we wrap up, I want to thank everyone for coming on and been on Steve, thank you for being here. So Steve, President of the Locals, Jason, Director of Communications, Max, who I apologize, Max, that we kind of stole you tonight. So now you're delayed by a day doing bums <laughs> breakdown, but we look forward to that later in the week. I'm going to put Chris Garcia's uh, text from a little earlier. And let's finish with this. Let's go have some fucking fun on Saturday. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Good night.